0: You know who I really like? I really like this guy. This guy's good. He's going places. And then they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, He's, he said my name. Because he knows that the art of, of flattery is how as how he gets convinced to do things. So he does the same thing back to you. And when you're in the crowd and he says your name, you're like, man, I love this dude. Because he, in your mind, is your friend. He's not a person that's, that's, that's utilizing you for his business. He's your friend. And he has a great way of doing that all the credit to him that's why he's so successful but that's happening at scale and i think a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to even see that that's happening to them welcome to the all-american savage show podcast with your host john burke and his far more attractive co-host me now let's get into it that's what your mom said
1: what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the all american savage show podcast i am your host john burke special special episode for you today we've got the one the only take snaps aka bobby sauce uh sorry that we're late today it's bobby's fault it's completely his fault he was late he was late and i blame it on him so bobby way to go wait thank you
0: (laughs) My deepest apologies i'm glad
1: to have you on the show today man how are things going for you? you sound like you've got what i've got right now you're getting a crud
0: yeah every time i i was just in vegas like a couple of days ago and every time i fly on planes i come back congested and mm. i just i just blame it on biden i think it's his fault probably <laughs>
1: it's the deep state out to get you
0: yeah exactly
1: man it's been a while like we were talking prior to the show like i've been following you for a while then i get banned and i have to go back and refollow people and your stuff like comes up on my time i was like oh i gotta refollow this dude but uh this is the first time we actually have gotten to speak one-on-one and i want to say thank you for coming on the show i know you're a busy dude you got a lot going on you stay on top of politics like very closely you're out there putting out a lot of content and today's interview Uh, I want to bring up some, some trending headlines to get your opinion on, uh, primarily, why do you hate Jewish people is the first, (laughs) (laughs) they're like,
0: they're like, this is the clip, this proves it.
1: We got them. We got them. But, but first give everybody, I always love having the guests introduce themselves because I feel like I sometimes do a disservice to them and I definitely don't want to do that. So tell the audience who you are, where they can find you and what you're all about.
0: So, um, You can find me at bobbysauce.com. All my social media links are at followbobby.com. Internet internet entrepreneur, web developer turned political commentator, political comedian, video creator, as it were. Uh, Basically cared a lot about politics as I was sitting here at my computers building websites for many years. And uh, decided to start talking about politics in 2020, not really thinking it would go anywhere, but feeling very empty in um, my beliefs, in my social circles, because nobody really wanted to talk about it. Couldn't really be at the party and be like, you know, Trump's not that bad (laughs) uh, without people freaking out. (laughs) So I started making some some videos online and uh, had one blow up in the fall of 2020 and decided to kind of shift my focus to doing what I believe is... purpose-driven work more so than uh you know building websites was and and now a couple years later a few hundred thousand followers a few million views on my videos every month uh put out usually at least two to three videos um a day at least at least 10 or 15 a week on uh politically charged topics things that i think need to be have attention drawn to them and i try to do it in a in a very true honest and um, real way, but in an entertaining and comedic way, so that it's not as heavy and negative all the time. Even though it's harder, it's becoming harder and harder to do that.
1: It really is, especially given the current state of affairs going on with Israel and Hamas and stuff like that. Because even yeah. some of those situations don't allow for you to like take make any kind of like jokes. I mean. Yeah. It's a horrible thing that's currently going on there. With that being said, man, let's get right into it. The article we're pulling is from Breitbart today. It says blockade: no power or water for Israel, or excuse me, for Gaza until all hostages released. Says Israel, Gaza should not expect to see the water or electricity turn back on while it still holds hostages captured during the massive and deadly attack on Israel on Saturday. That country's government has warned. Humanitarian aid will be forthcoming to Gaza when it shows concern for human welfare itself. Israel's energy minister, Israel Katz, said on Thursday when he wrote humanitarian aid to Gaza, question mark, humanitarian for humanitarian. What's going on over there right now is just it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But where I feel like a lot of people are now trying to um, make these parallels is that being that Israeli children primarily were murdered, um, burned alive, things such as this. Now, the counter for this is saying that Palestinian children don't deserve this. Therefore, Israel shouldn't go about it the way in which they're going about it. What are your thoughts on this?
0: I think that, look, I'll be the first to admit that I. it's difficult for me, a person that focuses primarily on domestic issues, to understand the complexities of a, of a many decades-long uh, interaction. I think that I think it go. It should go without saying that obviously we condemn any of these evil things. The fact that people would even suggest that people are pro violence or pro terrorism or anything else, especially after our opinions have been online for for multiple years, to me is embarrassing that people would even suggest such a thing. So it's like obviously all these innocent people. That, that's terrible. Now, but I don't. I don't understand and know the full depths of the complexity of this conflict. And I think that a lot of people are really emotionally charged right now and weighing in. And I just don't know enough about the about the history of it to know who is right and who is wrong in certain aspects. Obviously, murdering children, doing all the horrible things that we're seeing online. Obviously those things are terrible. To me, Hamas seems like a terrorist organization that's doing very very horrible things. I don't see any good coming out of that camp. I don't believe that Palestine specifically and Hamas are the same thing, at least from what I can understand. I believe that there's a lot of innocent people likely on both sides of this equation that are being victimized by this. And, you know, I made a video earlier about about my friend Andy Frisella, who I proudly rock today and almost Fuck every single guy. day. Fuck Andy. Yeah.
1: that guy. Fuck <laughs> <Is,
0: silly. it, laughs> like, Andy. That a good dude. Yeah, exactly. So it's like he's like, dude, this is a rich. These are these are elitist rich men's wars and everybody else is getting cross caught in the crossfire i would wager that probably the vast majority of people in israel and palestine are all very good people that all have almost nothing to do with Mm -hmm. any of this this is all the elitist rich people at the top that are just moving all the players around and destroying all of these lives as a result and i don't think that I don't think that war or us going into some other country, be it Iran or wherever, um, is is any reasonable solution to this. Now, obviously, if people are out there doing violent things, they should be stopped, most certainly. But, but like, I just if with all of the historical precedent that's not in, in just in the last few years, but in the last hundreds of years of American history for us to just believe exactly what is told to us by the exact same outlets that lie to us about every single thing else for us to believe four days after something happens that this is just the flat out truth and anybody that dares to say is it is somehow siding with evil is like it's insane and I keep seeing these unhinged rants and takes online where it's like you know what this is why people like us want to step back from this stuff because even the people that are trying to find the truth and trying to give you the take that's not that's not bought and paid for you would even get mad at us because we're not saying what you want to hear when you want to hear it so mm-hmm. it's, it's really crazy out there it's, right now. it
1: definitely positions it's 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 a it's an interesting dichotomy if you think about it because i, I know people like what you're talking about as far as like hold on guys you know The truth usually is the first casualty of war. The initial reports usually are wrong. But the difference here, and I'm normally with y'all on this side, and I have to disagree with Andy. I don't think it's positioning by rich people. This is a decades-old feud. This is like the Arab versus Jew, Hatfield, McCoy. This goes back generations. Um, I'm not saying that's not part of it, but it's certainly not the main reasoning behind it. But at the same time, we see like 9-11, we see all these things out there where there was a lot of lies perpetuated by our government in the name of patriotism. But this case is a little bit different though because a lot of the footage that's coming out was been released by Hamas themselves. But that's why I feel like a lot of people, for example, the 40 decapitated babies, that story has been circulated. It's actually been confirmed by Joe Biden. Now, I don't know if we're gonna take that as anything true. Joe Biden gets his ass kicked by stairs daily. But when multiple MSM outlets are coming out and saying this is a proven thing. But at the same time, those MSM outlets come out and talked about how COVID is real yet. I don't blame people for saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, is this actually true? But that's where this gray area exists is that look, maybe the decapitation, which I do believe it is true, maybe that part's not true. But the images that have been uh, circulated and released by Hamas of the, the murdered women and children it definitely paints them in a picture that I think it's not far beyond them to decapitate children. Now, that's where I think people are getting this twisted as far as like see people like you saying, hold up. It's like, whoa, you're siding with Hamas. That's not true. That and I, I hate people that right. will conflate the two things. It's like, wait a minute. If we've been lied to by the press before, if we've been lied to by the president before, I think it's people's ultimately boils down to when do you push go, I believe, versus like, hold on. So I see it from both sides on this one. Me personally, I believe they did it. Doesn't matter. No, the methodology in which they killed people, I guess it does matter in certain circles. But the fact is this was a disgusting act, but it is interesting that people come some hung up on this one issue as far as like, were they decapitated or were they burned? Or it's like, the fact is they were murdered. That's, that's above all it. But I get, I get the sides on this one, as far as people saying, hold up, we don't know the full truth on this, but go ahead. Sorry.
0: The, what I no, what I would say is like, you know, this is this is my this is where I dedicate the majority of my time. And I'm just speaking for just me right now. Yeah, this go ahead, dedicate, absolutely. Yeah. this is where I dedicate like a lot of my time to figuring all of these things out. But I don't know every single issue, right? Yeah. And I think that, and it's like, to me. I don't have enough of a detailed take to know what exactly is what. I was actually talking to a friend last night that's a Jewish, a friend of mine that's Jewish. And he's like, he's like, dude, my Jewish friends are calling me anti-Semitic because I'm not weighing in on this. He's like, I don't, he's like, I'm not reporting from Hamas. He's like, I'm. he's like, I'm doing my day job and like posting on my Instagram about X, Y, and Z, like other, other funny things. He's like, I just, I don't know. And I also don't know, I don't know enough about the details of this. I believe that a lot of it is true. But it is so insane to me that people will be like, oh, you're siding with the terrorist because you just go, hey, guys, maybe validate that something's true before you post. That's literally all I say. and People yeah. are like, oh, what are you with them? It's like, are you Man. guys insane? Like, you guys need to get your emotions together. And I understand that it's that it's tough right now. But don't lash out at me because you're because you're emotional. I'm doing the best that I can. And I spend a lot of time focusing on domestic issues. If I've been talking about Israel, if I've been talking about Israel and Gaza and Palestine or whatever for the last 10, 15 years, this is my full time job, make a million dollars a year doing it. Yeah, maybe you could be critical of me for not saying a thing. But I'm out here trying to make funny videos about like John Fetterman being a bag of meat. I I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just I'm trying the best that I can.
1: To be fair, there's a lot of people that don't really know about the conflict in the Middle East in regards to Israel versus all these Arab countries. It's it's uh, specifically Israel versus Palestine. And, you know, the same thing can be applied to, like, Ukraine. Before Ukraine really kicked off, nobody could point this thing on a map. Nobody knew where the hell it yeah. was. Nobody knew about the Balkan states. Nobody really focused so much on that, which I think was... Um, Very telling, but at the same time, like there's nothing wrong with staying out of issues, you don't have to weigh in on every single issue. And you know, people will try and force this position by saying, Well, silence is compliance, not necessarily, not necessarily at all. (laughs) And also, it's like, if I don't post about it, does that mean like the world's gonna start crumbling? Like, you know, do you you think like a post from me or you is really gonna change the course of history? I mean, it can influence people in how they think. I don't tell people uh, what to think, but instead how I think. It's like if I don't comment on something and I like your position here, let's look, look, man, if I don't know about something, I'm not going to post about it. I mean, what do you want? You want me to pull something out of my ass and say, here you go. And it'd be the wrong take. Cause right. then I think that's what a lot of people get caught up in doing for the sake of clouds and followers and shit like that. So it's I can respect that position. It's a respectable position. I yeah, love, I think, I think love busting that, Andy's me, balls I th- though. <laughs> I love well, busting I just his think balls. It's
0: Like it's like, it's like, oh, the the guy that calls John Fetterman a, a bag of beef uh, doesn't have a take on this <laughs> on this highly charged war game. It's like, oh no, he must be with them. He must. It's be not with hard people. to make fun and of and a vegetable. Like, I mean, per- yeah. yeah <laughs> but what's even more perplexing is like people who know me in real life, who've met me in real life, have loved everything that I've said or most things I've said. That yeah. will literally be like, oh, so you're a terrorist now? And it's like, are you like you're unhinged, bro? It's like I don't. I don't want to know you anymore, and if yeah. you and it even and it even goes back to like it even goes back to people that judged us for saying things like Trump's not that bad in 2016. It's like oh, I've been your friend. for 15 years you've known me to be a great man deserving of deserving of respect who has Mm -hmm. treated you with nothing but respect for 15 years but now all of a sudden i'm a i'm some type of a i'm some type of hater or some hate hatred hatred filled person because of this and now you're not my friend anymore it's like good thing we were friends i guess it's like a no, you're not you're not
1: lying on that. When I had a, uh, it was two days ago. I had had a, a guy that I've known via Facebook. We were Facebook acquaintances for years. He's a fellow combat veteran. So there's there's that unique kind of bond, I guess, amongst us that I really don't feel half the time because some of these dudes are just straight up stupid. Um, and I'm, I'm a veteran. I can say that. It's like saying I have a black friend. I can say racist jokes. <laughs> no, but it's like this guy literally came at me. It's like, all you do is bash Trump now. It's like, you're just a Trump hating clown. It's like, no, I criticize Trump on the things I disagree with him on. And right now I'm not supporting Donald Trump. It's like, does that make me a bad person? It's like, I, I feel like I'm one of those people that it's not just I hate Trump because he's Trump it's saying I don't agree with Trump for these individual reasons and you list them out and regardless if you're for Trump or not if you can't come back at me and say hey I disagree with you because on these reasons because of you know a B and C then we'll have an engaging conversation but instead it's just oh so you're gonna support Biden it's like I never said that I'm saying I disagree on these yep. topics and so for a lot of people it's a zero-sum game it's all in or nothing so when people ask me in the past do you support Trump I say which policy you know i'll give me a po- well, overall it yeah. doesn't matter it's not that it's not black and white it's like give me the policy and i'll tell you where i stand
0: yeah no it's 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 what's interesting i think is that i think that a lot of people are not as skilled like people like us who are recording our voice we have to have a we have to have a certain degree of um skill when it comes to communication yeah. and i do think that that is not a skill shared by all it's not that i'm smarter than you it's not that i'm better than you it's just i may be more advanced at communicating maybe than you are and you're probably better at me at 99 of other things but it's like we're out here trying to communicate a very complicated and complex point but they're not on that level of communication so that so they reject it it's like when you're it's like when you're dating a person and you don't have the same communication level it's like if i'm trying to explain this to you but you don't have the way to communicate it back we're always gonna butt heads and the reality is, we probably agree on more than we don't. We are just yeah. not at the same communication level. And I think that that's the thing that that people are are lashing out about. where like they'll fire off these spicy comments where yeah. they would never be able to articulate that in person, nor would they, because they know that they would have to stand and then defend that position. Yeah. But if they fire off a spicy tweet when they're when they're you know when they're taking a dump or make a comment or something, it's like they didn't even really think that through. And yeah. us on the other end, if you're if you're like an emotional person, you'll like take it too hard and people like us have to be we have to be resilient to those types of things and a lot of people just don't understand that.
1: Yeah you know having the platform that you do especially when you're putting those hot takes out there and stuff like that it definitely requires you like you said I like how you put about the the communication. Anytime I put out a a post or anything that says, you know uh, like that that classic example. I like oranges. And then people say, oh, so why do you hate apples and bananas? Like, I never said <laughs> yeah. that. And it gets yeah. so tiresome. So I feel now I have to definitely, when I make these posts, make it all encompassing by saying, you know, for example, uh, Trump in his speech, he talked about Hezbollah as smart. Now, here's the complexity of such a, a simple situation here, is that Trump says, you know, Hezbollah is very smart. And people in the DeSantis camp are saying, oh, Trump's praising Hezbollah. I was like, no, he's not. I was like, Trump's, I right. don't like Trump, but he's not praising Hezbollah. And I'm not going to sit there and major on a minor. Hezbollah is smart. The Taliban are smart. To sit there and say anything otherwise is just under underestimating your enemy. But what the Magadoni or the MAGA camp um, like you have the Jack Soba sex and stuff out there p- clutching their pearls saying, oh my, and Ron DeSantis quote tweeted Trump saying this. And the likes of Jack Sobisek, all the turning point people are jumping on the screen of like, oh my God, Ron DeSantis is using this out of context. What a horrible person. It's like, okay, but to be fair, um, they've criticized DeSantis on the way he sits, his boots, the way he talks. Laura Loomers attacked Casey DeSantis for a cancer fight. So it's like, so just stop, st- stop sitting there pearl clutching and being so sanctimonious about what DeSantis does. Because all DeSantis did on that one was mirror Trump's campaign. Do I agree with it? I think, it's, I, th- I think it's time MAGA got a taste of its own medicine, but at the same time, this is so Childish, it's this is what liberals do, this is what liberals do, and it detracts from the main point, but at the same time. Iran just, quote, tweeted Trump by praising Hezbollah, and it's they're using it as a recruitment propaganda tool. So that's why I say that Trump says some things that I agree with, but how he says them sometimes, like, look, don't say it in that context because you leave yourself open. But then people will counter that playing devil's advocate by saying, but we shouldn't also moderate the way we talk simply by opposing sides, taking it out of context. It's like I can agree with that. But to me, it's just, that's the complexities yep. of how stupid this has become like CNN dog Trump for d- drinking water with two hands. And I'm like, this is really what we're focusing on. But then MAGA does it, the Santa's people do it. And it's just like, I'm sorry, it's just, it's all ignorant. So that's the biggest thing trending on Twitter right now is Trump praises his Like he didn't praise him. He said they're smart. If, I mean, if you want to classify that, but where Trump went wrong on that one though, is when he basically kind of went after Netanyahu saying he should have done it, you know, they didn't do this. It's like, bro, time and a place. They just took 1200 casualties. Let's withhold the, they should have listened to me. And that's what I get from Trump now these days is it's a lot about me, me, me. I said, I said, and it it just, you know, this whole ordeal is it's just gotten out of hand.
0: No, exactly. And it's fun. It's funny. Like I, I generally like a lot of the things that DeSantis says, and that doesn't mean that I think that he's perfect. That doesn't mean that I think that nobody is, is good as well, but that, play the 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 quote tweeting or the reposting what trump said is like when he said that, like Putin is smart, or saying that, like, yeah, uh, yeah. or said that Xi Jinping runs his country with an iron fist. It's like these are these are true statements, yeah. and in the and in the and in the game of diplomacy, it's like you can say a thing without without it meaning what people are thinking it means. And I do yeah. think that that was an error on the Desantis camp for throwing that for throwing that back yeah. at him. It's like of all the things that you could attack him on, <clears throat> that was a that's a weak one. But you're, you're absolutely that right to thing, say, yeah. Right. But 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 then you're exactly right to say that, like, people that are in the MAGA camp unequivocally, they'll say they'll say things about DeSantis. They're like, this is disgusting. And it's like, you guys are saying lots of (laughs) equally disgusting. It's like you accuse DeSantis of being a
1: pedophile. Come on. Like the morality here. You don't have the moral high ground. So don't get mad when the opposing political side plays you at your same game. Otherwise, if we would have just ran clean campaigns, this wouldn't be happening. But, you know.
0: Self-awareness, dude, that's the thing. Bro. That's the one thing that, that really gets me is, like, if I, could, if I could encapsulate the theme of 2023, it's, like, lacking of self-awareness. That's oh, the yeah. thing that, to me, makes the most sense. It's, like, people are not even realizing that they are critical of the exact game that they are playing. And yeah. all these people that are so quick to be, like, the left does X, literally do the exact same thing and it's like you guys need to do a little bit of inverted you need to look inside a little bit and and stop pretending that you're not doing the same thing and let's just try to maybe focus on the big things that are objectively provably true and if we if we just focused on those we would move a lot more mountains than we would being like look he said this isn't that gross it's like for me you know
1: you're right it's just one of those things that we get bogged down in child's play politics versus focusing on the policy and I'm, Mm -hmm. i'm fed up with it but again i'm not going to sit there and turn a blind eye to the hypocrisy of both sides on this one uh instead it should be called out and have more rational minded people on there uh let's go on to the next article this one comes from us from breitbart again um report claims that hamas left knives inside of israeli children murdered in front of parents um honestly let me move on because i feel like we've already covered this it's disgusting um okay here's a big one right here um Donald Trump not expected to support Steve Scalise in speakership race. Former President Donald Trump is reportedly not expected to support House Majority Leader Steve Scalise in the speakership race against House Judiciary Jim Jim Jordan. Now, Trump has endorsed Jim Jordan. They took a vote yesterday. Today, they actually do the vote. But yesterday, they took a um, a vote, and Scalise got the majority. But Trump's endorsement of Jim Jordan didn't have enough weight to get him in there. Where, what do you think? That, where do you think this is going to go here?
0: You know, it's funny, man. It, it's like this is yet another perfect example of like of the of the of the lack of self-awareness in like the generally speaking always trump only trump camp it's like that trump will go they'll go jim they'll go um uh kevin mccarthy is a rhino globalist whatever right he's a shill for ukraine and then trump will be like everybody vote for kevin and then they're like McCarthy for speaker Then McCarthy gets in. And then they're like, McCarthy sucks. McCarthy's a rhino loser. Get McCarthy out. And then they get him out. (laughs) And it's like, he, he told you to put him in. So is he bad? Is he good? It's like, they, they, they will let Trump say one thing. And then they'll let him also say the exact opposite thing, and no matter what, they just yeah. pretend that the other one didn't. Yeah, happen. It's, it's like if I could tell you that I'm going left and I'm going right, and then I happen to go left, then well, he didn't lie. He also said he was going to go left. So yeah. as far as this stuff is concerned, I think a lot of it is a complete waste of time. And I think some other members of the some other members of the House basically said that Kevin McCarthy, even though. I'm not really particularly a fan of him. He said he was the most conservative speaker of the House we've had in recent memory. Now, I don't know all the details. I don't know every little specific, but to me, it's like, is this guy? Is this new guy somehow going to be that much different? Did he do something that was so bad? I'm for the movement and the shaking, but I don't necessarily know that this is actually going to accomplish anything. I like mm-hmm. Jim. Jo- I like Jim Jordan. I really don't know any of Steve Steve Scalise's positions, but it does definitely say something when when people will say like I do feel that. I do feel like uh, perception uh, is a lot of the game of marketing and branding. Yep, and I do think that everybody in the Trump uh, mechanism is like they're like, Trump is a thousand miles ahead. He's the only one. He's the only one that can do anything. But then when an actual execution comes and he doesn't actually come through on it, it's like it's cr- it's crickets. Everybody just goes yeah. dark and they're like, oh, no, but he, everybody will look in 2020. I saw nothing but Trump hats. I didn't see a Biden hat on anywhere in the in the whole world. If you want to say that they cheated at the election, that's totally fine. You can believe that. I'm not saying it was all above board, but to sit there and pretend like a shitload of people didn't actually vote for him, I think is pretty disingenuous. A lot of people did, and I didn't see (laughs) any hats and I didn't see any signs, but I still believe that a lot of people voted for him, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's like everybody is setting this perception. Like Trump is far and away. He's going to win by a landslide. I remember them saying that at the midterms. I remember them saying that in 2020 and that didn't happen. And if you want to say that they cheated to some degree, which I certainly believe is true to an extent, it's like you still can't deny that just because the perception was such doesn't mean that that it actually is that way because the 5,000 people that you follow that pretty much agree with you all the time are saying that reiterating it over and over again. So I think that that's an important thing to pay attention to.
1: I've seen that. I've seen that repeated so many different times in the Trump circle. But what I feel people don't remember, and again, this is where we have to take into account what we've been dealing with for like since 2016 when Trump was elected, is the fact that the the MSM propaganda machine had this guy as the next Adolf. I mean, they were attacking this dude left and right. Some of it justified, some of it, a lot of it unjustified, quite frankly. But what people took did not take into account in 2020 was the fact that they've had they had four years the left had four years to rally, and it, and I've told people this. It wasn't that I think I'm with you on that. I think that you know the perception is is one thing, and as far as cheating and stuff like that. But the Democrats came out in mass, in mass, yeah. not necessarily to vote for Biden, but to vote against Trump. And yeah. then Trump, prior to the midterms, a lot of his picks basically didn't make it in. He comes out, and he attacks Republicans for uh, being too pro pro life. And it's just one of these things that I've continuously seen over and over and over again, that Trump seems to be losing steam within the GOP. But that group within the GOP he's losing steam with, MAGA is now classifying as rhinos and neocons and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's not always the case. And now, again, right. you know, and the same, the same thing they talk about, like Jeb Bush and Paul Ryan supporting Ron DeSantis, which if they do, I really don't care because the KKK supported Donald Trump. Just because you get support from some doesn't mean that you align with their values. But people use yep. these talking points. Like this is the most inauthentic, mentally just inept type of thought process people have, but these large followings tweet this crap out. And it's like, oh my God, like really, like you're really going with this. But to be fair though, like I said, there's truths in both camps on this one, but at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it, it, it comes down to this, this idea of like, you take on a politician's identity. And that's where I feel like a lot of people go wrong. Um, in DeSantis spaces on Twitter, I don't know how active you are on Twitter. Uh, the the new Twitter spaces or they've been going on for a while are like my new AM radio. I, every morning I wake up and I'm in a space and I'm listening. I love, sometimes I'll speak, but I love listening, especially to different perspectives or opposing perspectives, specifically Trump perspectives. And the thing I've noticed with the DeSantis people is that they, they, they do take on his, his personality to a degree or more so they take on his identity and they feel like they have to defend him at every turn. It's like, it's not your job to defend a politician. Uh, they make a big deal about getting signed hats and stuff. And I'm not trying to, if that's what you put value in, go for it, be happy. But to me, it's like, I don't give a damn if I got a Trump or DeSantis signed hat. I don't give a damn about politicians. These are the new Kardashians of our time. And I'm sorry, these people, like the, the saying is, they should be treated like used diapers. You know, you use them and throw them away because that's all politicians are good for. they sit there and think that any politician has your best interest at heart completely. I don't necessarily agree with that. Cause I have yet to see it on any, any scale.
0: Yep. No, I, I agree with that. And it. I think that that's why it was so easy for the left to be critical of Trump because you know, when you and I were, were paying attention in 2016 or 2020, it's like, Trump could do no wrong. It's like, this is the guy that's coming in like a wrecking ball. I would overlook the things that he, that he would do or say, but I, but now that I'm kind of like a little, now that I see some of the holes in his operation, I see things like they're like Trump's handing out pizzas in Iowa and people are yelling. I want a pizza from Donald Trump. If OJ Simpson was handing out pizzas at, in Iowa, people would want a pizza from OJ Simpson. If a meth addict was handing out pizzas in Iowa, somebody would want the pizza from a meth addict. It's like, why are we, why are we idolizing him? Like, look, he has a good golf swing. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm here for policies and policies only. And I think that the idolization is, is, is mind yeah. is mind blowing to me. And on top of all that, I think it's sad that I think that like if I was the president of the United States, I would remove a lot of the pageantry. Like I think that I think it's like the Detroit Pistons won the NBA finals. Like, let's all waste time in some press conference because the Pistons won the NBA finals at the White House. Is that is that really what we need to do? I just think that a lot of this stuff is so wasteful and pointless. And the fact that they play into that about Trump Mm -hmm. and his personality is not what we're trying is not what we're voting for we like trump i like DeSantis. i like a lot of them i like anybody that generally speaking is not one of these people that i'd consider to be pretty much demons most of the time so Mm -hmm. i i I probably would like the vast majority of them but it's not about what we like and it bothers me how people always say it's the personality it's the personality it's like i'm thinking policies and execution that's the only thing that i care about i don't care if he hands out pizzas and and hands out ice cream it's like that that doesn't do anything for me and you guys are looking stupid
1: it, yeah I agree with that one entirely it's just we're, we're focusing on minors that don't matter um this mm-hmm. zoom meeting is gonna end in like 10 minutes because I don't have, so I'll have if it does end I'll call you right back and we'll continue on the interview okay going into the next article here um here we go did you see the Harvard stuff going on right now
0: i i i did see a little bit about it um i did see a little bit about it i don't i don't know the full story but i did see a little yeah
1: so apparently there was a a group of harvard students that came together and wrote a letter supporting hamas and blaming israel for the attacks and the article comes to us it says billionaire bill ackman calls on harvard to release names of students supporting terrorism against israel um billionaire hedge fund manager bill ackman is calling on harvard to release the names of students that are members of groups that signed they and they themselves and that the reason i bring this up this is important for the next article Um, There are members of groups that signed a pro-terror statement in response to the recent Hamas attacks against Israel so that employers do not inadvertently hire pro-terrorist graduates in the future. That's what happened with Harvard. Again, this was proven. They came out immediately in the aftermath of what happened with Hamas and demonized Israel. They signed this thing, which led to the next article, which I find to be freaking hilarious, that a doxing truck drives around Harvard showing names and photos of students who blamed Israel for the Hamas attacks. It's literally one of those um, electronic billboard style trucks with the back. And so it's got their pictures and names yeah. of every single person. I think there' was thirty students that signed that. and I've, i I think that's hilarious. I think and again, this is Harvard. <laughs> if you think I mean, this is Harvard, this is this is the Ivy League school. This is what they do. This is the breeding and indoctrinating ground of liberals. They're educated idiots. I thought this was just hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, dude, it, it I do think that's also hilarious. And I think that it, look, I, I saw a um I saw a person, I forget who it was. It was a Twitter post and it was like it was like if the, these people sign this document and they want to have like I think it said like a pro-Palestine rally is what it said. And they're like, This university, I don't even know which university it was. I think it was City University of New York. They're like, they shouldn't allow them to have this rally because it's unsafe jewish people and it's like yo the whole point of the first amendment is that you allow anybody to speak even if you hate what they have to say and to say that you're gonna if you're gonna now do the exact same thing that they did that they wanted to do for us for saying something that they disagreed with i don't agree with it i think anybody that supports terrorism is insane i don't know that being pro-palestine is being pro-hamas i think that there's a lot of lost in translation communication stuff here and i think that people are so emotionally charged that they're doing very Leftisty things and saying that like you should ban this speech because it's bad, D- dude. You have to have the right to yeah. say the most horrible things imaginable. That well, is agree. the rule, no matter what. And if they want to say that stuff and write their name on it, and somebody puts their picture up, that's Americana, baby. That's what <laughs> I love to see. That's showbiz, I love that. So, but they we were still against hate
1: a- speech. I thought we banned hate speech, but suddenly, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. To me, it's like I encourage that, though. Because yeah. now, you know, now you at least know where people stand. So people want to sure. come out and support Hamas. and It's like, hey, man, let them. Let them. Yeah. I mean, put put a target on their back in a sense. Not, I'm talking about figuratively. Um, yeah. But, you know, let them if that's what they want to do. We saw the Dearborn Michigan rally with all the pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, where they were singing from the shores to the sea in, in terms of like getting rid of Jews in Israel. It's like, look, I disagree with it. Um, but let them. I mean, by all yeah. means, if, you know, if they want to put their identity out there, then by all, go for it. I'm not stopped. Do I think it's stupid? Do I think it's disgusting? Absolutely. But that's free speech. And, you know, the same side that argues against hate speech, I'm, I'm wondering where they're at as far as banning this kind of speech when you're saying, you know, thank God for dead babies and dead Jewish babies. That's not hate speech. Do you not want to see that ban? Well, you know, it's like exactly. So who's the arbiter of what can be said and what can? That's why the first, I'm a, I'm a 1A absolutist, 100%.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of tribalism that people tend to forget where it's like you're you're much more encouraged and or wrapped into a thing if you're around a bunch of people that are doing it. So here's and I don't know anything about this Dearborn rally. I'm just going to use my human observation. If you go to a rally, let's say that you're a young kid, a college kid or whatever. I don't even know who is there, but let's just say. And you go to a rally that's a pro Palestine rally. And let's say that mm. you believe that Palestine deserves to not be treated as such. It's not even a Hamas thing. And you yeah. go to this event and they all start chanting this thing. If you're there, do you agree with that chant or are you there for the Palestine thing? And then they video record it. Now, is every single person there yeah. pro that? So it's like there's a, there's a, There's a very interesting marketing, branding and messaging play that exists in any and all things that I think a lot of people forget the nuance of the game. And I feel like they're quick to be like, this is only this. There's only two sides. It's this side or it's that side. It's good or it's evil. Where that's not the case. And I'll give an example and I won't use any specific names, but I'll just I'll just give this example because I think it's poignant. I was at a I was at a I was at an event and there was a there was a party for a specific political candidate and it said come to this party there's oh, gimme names there's free drinks there's free drinks and there's free food at this party and this candidate is gonna be there. And then you go to the venue when there was no other place offering this same offer. And there was a small, like there was a small area that this place, that this thing was going to be in. So all these people were packing in right at the time where there were free drinks and free food. And then all of a sudden the candidate walks through the middle. And everyone's like, yeah, cause he's there just cause there's a guy there. It, it could have yeah. been me and there, and everybody is like, and then they shoot a video from the angle that makes it look like the whole place is on this person. And right. like, look at the support. Oh my God. It's like, yeah. of the people were there for the free food or the free drink. Half of them were probably already drunk. Right. And they just get the angle at the right way. And then that becomes the marketing message. Look at the surge of people. So it's like, there's, it's not always black and white like that. It's not always cut and dry. And I think that a lot of people just totally miss the mark because they're emotionally charged where they want to believe it. If there's a room of people that says pro Palestine and then some dude has some stupid chant, 80% of those people could disagree, but if you're in a crowd, it's, it's likely that you'll yell something and maybe not even understand the gravity of, this situation so i just wish people would pay attention to that and not think that i'm being an apologist for people yeah. that say that messed up stuff because i would want somebody else that disagreed with me to say the same thing if i was at a trump rally or something and they're like oh well then you support invading the Capitol." it's like no you idiot there can be more than one <laughs> truth at the same time based on based on this communication and marketing game that everybody's playing
1: oh both sides take full advantage of this even to include desantis versus trump teams as far as uh Yep. Rally turnout, sign turnout, how many hats in the crowd? Well, folks, we got to pause real quick. This episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, have you heard of this company? It's an amazing company. You should definitely check it out. ShellshockCBD.com has Delta A, Delta Nine CBD for sleep. A lot of great topicals out there. Mushroom support, uh, ashwagandha berries, uh, elderberry beer. All these great, great products out there. It's a veteran-owned company. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Made right here in America, and also all of their products come with a 100% money back guarantee. I am so certain you're going to like it that we put a 100% money back guarantee behind all of our products. If it does not do as we advertise it to do, I will 100% refund your money. I know CBD gets that snake oil look at it, but I'm telling you, if you've actually tried our products, it's not gas station CBD. It's not watered down uh, Walmart supplements. It's actually grade A uncut Colombian Bam Bam CBD. Uh, You should definitely go check it out, folks. I'm going to call you right back. It's about to end. I am so professional. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Moving on to the next article. I guess I need to pay for zoom. Uh,
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I did it the other day. I was like, I was like, I have to just, I think it's like 10, nine, nine bucks or 10 bucks a month, 15 yeah. bucks, a month, something like that. I was like, I have to just do it.
1: I, I'm definitely going to edit this out in the post uh, post edit. <laughs> then we got like a 10 minute span of what the hell's going on. Uh, <laughs> next article. I, I wanted to highlight this article cause I thought this is a very unique stance that a lot of people are not taking or are not understanding. And the article is uh, from Tom representative Thomas Massey. Uh, is likely to oppose sending aid to Israel in the wake of Hamas attack. He says, I don't believe in foreign aid. Uh, the White House may soon request more aid. I believe uh, we send Israel roughly $3 billion annually, but right now the uh, White House is putting together a $2 billion package in support of Israel. And the White House may soon request more aid for Israel in the wake of the Hamas attack. At least one Republican representative, Thomas Massey, is signaling that he's likely to vote against it. He says, I don't believe in foreign aid, he said, indicating that it's not solely about Israel. Thomas Massey signaled on Wednesday that he's likely to oppose any further USA to Israel in the wake of the Moss terrorist attack, um, especially if it comes in the form of a standalone bill. He says, I'm opposed to foreign aid, the Kentucky Republican told Insider in an interview at the Capitol. Some people say my position on opposing all foreign aid is radical. I think what's radical is sending money to other countries when we're going bankrupt. And he doesn't care how much he gets it for it. I'm basically at this point immune. I've got the antibodies, almost every attack that can be leveled at me, said Massey. I'm not worried. And if I don't end up coming back here, I'm not worried either. I think this is very, very telling how people like we just discussed that if you don't support the certain thing by sending money, therefore you're against it. I'm, I agree with Massey. I don't believe we should be sending them any more money. I think we've done more than enough. I do not believe we should be sending troops. Absolutely not. Where do you stand on this one?
0: I a hundred percent agree with him as well. And you know, it's funny dude is Thomas Massey is probably the most principled member of Congress. I think he's probably the best member of Congress, if not one of the best. Yeah. And it's funny because there was this huge attack leveled at him, not even just a few months ago about how he's a rhino. Oh, they're bro. Like, here we go. Here like, we go. They're like, they're like, Mas- they're like Mas- a rhino. and you know what else is that, you know, the infallible, the you know, the infallible, the anointed one, Donald J. Trump, also tried to get Thomas Massey kicked out of the party while he yep. was in office for similar things. So it's like, Thomas Messy is literally the most principled guy, literally the most conservative guy of anybody. And he's a hundred percent correct. And we we are bankrupt. We've got $33 trillion of debt. We don't have the money to do this. We're all getting screwed and pinched for this. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, why, why are we giving money to this specific issue? Two things can be true at the same time. And his take is a hundred percent correct. And yeah. all the people that are out here fighting against aid for, 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 um, for Ukraine to now go and say that this aid is actually okay. And to also say that Thomas Massey was a rhino, but now here he is doing something that's very America first. I wonder where all the America first people are now, because again, they don't have self-awareness and Thomas Massey, I think is the, is one of the best among us. And I I'm thankful that he's, uh, that he's out there with this voice because he is correct. He's a oh, Paul. I'd love to get him on the show. Paul. I'd love hey, to get
1: him. Bro, I love yeah, Rand man. and Ron. I love I love their stances out there. I want to go back to the attacks you said leveled at Massey. I know who you're referencing. DC Drano and the rest of those crew are some of the biggest sellouts of the Constitution that play into the Trump camp because that's when Anna Paulina Luna wanted to levy um, a ten million dollar fine at Shift. I don't like Shift. They wanted to censure him and then give him a ten million dollar fine. It's like uh, no that goes against the constitution. But instead I, this is all political theatrics and optics, like you said before. So if you disagree with Anna Paulina Luna about, uh, the $10 million, then you must be a rhino. That's what DC Drano tried going after Massey on. And I encouraged Drano. We were once friends, but that dude, he's just gone off the reservation into, into blind loyalism or loyalty, which just disgusts me. But what I saw him do was go after Massey. He's like, here's the deal, bro. Debate him. I want to see Drano debate Massey, and you prove to the world how this guy, a principled politician, one of the very few that actually went against Trump on some of his policies that were actually not constitutionally based, he went against this. How is Thomas Massey a rhino? I don't get this. But again, we talk about blind optics, a lack of, like you said, self-awareness. I don't think it's that. I, for Drano and them, I think it's more so whoever pays you, that's who you're going to principally, you know, mouthpiece for. That's what Drano, that's all these sellouts. And that's why I feel like these attacks on Massey calling him Rhino, it's so just ridiculous now at this point.
0: I think that, you know, I think that it's, there's financial, financial and or social and or, visibility benefits i think weigh into a lot of people's decisions where it's like if i if oh, yeah. i was at if i was at the the governor's mansion in florida and i was hanging out with Ron DeSantis every day and all i did was talk about Ron DeSantis, and every time he was at a rally you saw me with him and i'm hanging out with him i'm playing i'm playing pool with them yeah. would you expect me to be able to give an objective perspective on Ron DeSantis? ever. And now I could, I could really believe 90%, maybe a hundred percent of the things I say truly without any other influence. But now will I call him out if I think that he's wrong? Because I think in a lot of cases and not even, not not even to necessarily isolate any individual person. It's like, if you know that you saying that, let's just use this example of Trump. If you know that saying something bad about Trump means you're not invited to Mar-a-Lago now, you don't, get to eat the, you don't get to eat the Trump steak and the chocolate piece of cake in the golden room. You don't get to have your social circle that you get to hang out with at Mar-a-Lago. You don't get to have all of the things and all of the benefits. Then on top of that, well, you're not going to sell too much MAGA merch anymore because all your people are going to turn on you. So you're financially and socially beholden to not questioning the thing that you support all the time where you can't really be an objective view anymore. And now I don't trust anything that you say because you could, you can be tethered to that thing. I'm not hanging out with DeSantis. I'll say the things that I like about him and don't like about him. And quite frankly, if you see me hanging out with the guy every day and only talking about him and never saying a negative thing, you better not believe what I'm saying is objectively true. Even if I believe all the good things, my not saying anything about the bad things is because I'm financially and socially beholden to that. And I think that a lot of people... A lot of people are doing that with the blind loyalty. It's like every every criticism imaginable is levied at every other person, and they're disgusting, and they're this and they're that. But when their own dude does yeah. anything, they can't say anything because they lose the invite, they lose the social circle, they lose the friends, they lose the merch sales, they lose the MyPillow coupon code, and they lose all the other things. They have so much tethered to it that they can't turn on it, and they're no longer an objective opinion. And that's that, to me, is the biggest problem is that, when, you know, when I first started doing this, I was like, this could be a finan—this could be a financial benefit to me that would justify me doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop building websites for clients and I'm gonna do this and this will be an income stream. I don't know if I'll get rich off of it or if I won't, but I- this will be a good thing that'll allow me to-, to move my time over here. But what I started realizing over time is that if it was to become so much of a financial part of my life that I had to rely on it, I would no longer be able to be purpose-driven and objective the majority of the time, or at least some of the time, and it would and it would jeopardize the original reason why I did it in the first place, which was to be purposeful, truthful, honest, and moving the world in the correct direction and I hope that and I and I hope and will try to focus on that never being anything that ever affects me and I think that people that derive a hundred percent of their income or the vast majority of their income from these things, they get put into that trap, maybe without even realizing it. And once they're there, it's almost impossible to turn back because you'll cannibalize all of the stuff you've already done.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially if you've built your following, say, for example, on MAGA or DeSantis. And that's because, like yep. you said, I like how you phrase that. That's who you're beholden to. And, I dude, I love that merch mm-hmm. thing. Oh, my God. Like, everybody talking about shilling these Trump shirts <laughs> made in China. I was just like, bro... Like <laughs> China, I'm not against international trade. In fact, China. in fact, I'm actually, um, I'm in for, I'm in favor of global trade. And that doesn't make me a globalist. Yeah. It just means that all countries benefit from free trade. Um, but Correct. yeah, you're a hundred percent on the money. And I, I find it to just be hysterical when I'll make a statement on Twitter. It's like, oh, you're paid by DeSantis camp. It's like, mm, not really. It's like, I mean, actually, yeah. no, it's not even, I mean, it's, I'm not, I was like, but if, if I <laughs> am, please prove it. Like, I would love to see that money. It's like, cause you know, who, who hates Same. money? But you do have to feel, I feel like you do have to remain financially independent when you fill this space in order to remain objective. Or you go into it with this idea of saying, look, if you want me to be in your camp or you want me to help you with your campaign, I feel like that requires a 100% buy-in. And why wouldn't a campaign manager say that you have to be 100% bought in to, to push our man? That's why it's like, I don't get involved. The only person, the only person I would actually physically campaign for would be Rand Paul. That's it. Maybe Massey. Maybe Massey. But if they were running for president yeah. outside of that, it's like, no, man, because, you know, I, I'm very still torn on DeSantis' take on Ukraine. I'm still a little out there. I don't know where he actually stands. I think he's left a little things in, Um, And I'm not in favor of this war in Ukraine. I'm not in favor of supporting it. I don't want to commit troops. I don't want to commit financial aid. I think this is just another money laundering scheme the Biden administration helped set up or the Obama administration helped set up back in the... Uh, 2013, 14, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that and other people actually see it because nobody seems to call these shills out with larger followings and say, look, it's not a matter of what you're saying I disagree with, but as to the why you're saying it, you're not being objective. You're yeah. not being truthful. You're lying. And to me, like, for example, when Trump came out against the Second Amendment, you know, take the guns first, due process second. is like that's strictly unconstitutional. And then where was Turning Point? Where was the NRA? Where were all these people that was supposed to be big government sucks, pro-constitution? Bro, they were quiet, not a peep church mice. And I'm like, look, the reason that you have to be quiet is now you're forced into that that corner you backed yourself into on your own by taking money from these people. And it's like, well, then how can I ever expect you, like you said, to give me an unbiased take? And And being unbiased is hard enough as it is.
0: Yes. No, that that's exactly right because and here's the other thing that I've been seeing lately. And and this and I'll preface this by saying this, I I've been really trying and I've made a point of not not I guess you could say like not calling out individual creators and or commentaries commentators. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'll be able to do that throughout my whole tenure, but I've been really trying to do that. Cause I don't want to say this person said this and that's bad and focus my ire on them and the problems right. that I have with them. I would just like to say the thing. And if people know that I'm talking about that person. Great. If you can infer it, that's all I want. Cause I don't want to call out an organization that generally agrees with me or a person or a group that generally agrees with me on most things. I want to say, this is the thing that I'm seeing that's bad. And if you know who that person is or that group is then good, then the message is across. But I think that like, it's like, here's the other thing. If you were to join let's say you were to join a media group for example and i'm not even i'm not even referencing a specific one but let's just Mm -hmm. say you join a media group and that media group is pro x candidate well you're getting a paycheck from that media group and they don't have to they don't have to to remove you or silence you or whatever to make you feel the effects of you not being on that camp let's mm-hmm. say they decrease the amount that they advertise your show let's mm-hmm. say that they stop booking you the good people let's say that they stop uh, giving you the primetime speaking spot instead of speaking at you know 4 p.m before the big person you speak at 8 a.m when no one's there there's ways to maneuver so it's like when you're under any umbrella or you're financially beholden and or tethered to anything you're you may you may do it without them even telling you not to do it. It's like yeah. if you were it's like if you knew the mob. It's like the boss doesn't have to tell me to not do this. I just know not to do it. He doesn't have to call <laughs> me and be like, "Don't don't go there. Don't be friends with that person." You just yeah. know and you know that like this is going to affect my operation. So I think that people that people that have self-awareness that can look at this stuff from an objective lens and say well, that person can't talk about this person because the sponsor of the event that they're at yep. is tied to that person. And if they were to say that, then maybe the sponsor would pull out of the event that they're doing. And then so it's like they may not be bought by them, but they're bought by them in the sense that they're influenced and they're gonna uh, they're gonna leave that part out or maybe not be as objective. And thus the person that's supposedly the truth person has directly and or indirectly been purchased away it's like if it's like if let's say that the donnie camp was to sponsor one of your posts and give you let's say it's a thousand dollars for this post and then they maybe sponsor another one three months from now Well, when it comes time for you to criticize Donnie, you're like, Mm -hmm. well, DeSantis didn't give me the thousand and no one else gave me the thousand. So I'm just going to not talk bad about Trump so I could maybe get the other thousand. So he's literally purchased you for the two for the two amounts without even purchasing you without saying, don't say boo about me. He just has you. So all these micro influencers, all these independent voices are are falling victim to the exact same. Mainstream top level media narrative that is like, except they're getting the micro independent people and they're making them non independent. And how do yep. they do it? They invite you to the golf course and they give you a little, they give you a steak and a chocolate cake. And they, and then when the, and when the, when the event comes up, it's like, you know who I really like? I really like this guy. This guy's good. He's going places. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, He's, he said my name because he knows that the art of, of flattery is how, as how he gets convinced to do things. So he does the the same thing back to you. And when you're in the crowd and he says your name, you're like, man, I love this dude because he, in your mind is your friend. He's mm-hmm. not a person that's, that's, that's utilizing you for his business. He's mm-hmm. your friend. And he has a great way of doing that. All the credit to him. That's why he's so successful, but that's happening at scale. And I think a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to even see that that's happening to them. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I, agree. I see it, and so do you. I see one of the biggest ones out there, and I hate bringing her up, but it's Loomer. I think she's an unhinged psychopath. I mean, this woman... With, I mean, it's honestly like Stockholm syndrome because Trump, number one, didn't hire her. And she goes out there and she is like his biggest fan. And what he did at that speech he just gives is, Lord like, uh, Loomer, she's going, bless his folks. Like she <laughs> lost her for election. People didn't want her, yada, yada, yada. But what does she do? Then she gets into the fights with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then it's like, who does daddy love most? It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, but that's exactly what you're right. And Trump also allows those people in his circle that kiss his ass, and it's like I'm sorry that 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 to me means that I can't really trust your picks. If flattery gets them into your inner circle, uh, I just feel like you don't have the best choices out there. And that's another reason why you know Trump has turned me off on certain things is the people that he surrounded himself with. It's like I'm sorry, man. I, I don't what, what overall what I'm looking for and this is what I think a lot of people need to be looking at in regards to the 2024 runoffs, is that we need somebody within the GOP. I'm I'm a conservatarian. I'm conservative, but I'm also a progressive or I'm more liberal in certain areas culturally like live and let live, do what you want to do. I'm just constitutional at at heart. So what I think people need to focus on more now is who is going to unite the party. The party has got to be united and not necessarily united behind a person but behind principles, and the principles should revolve around liberty and freedom and things like that. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I specifically don't see that in Trump. I see more division. I mean, the House GOP is case in point. with Matt Gates poll was just a waste of time, but now more than ever, we've got to be united because if we are not, if we are not, the Democrats are going to keep winning elections. They're going to keep winning yep. unless we turn this thing around. So, yeah, yeah, you're right on the, no, the being bought and paid for.
0: No you and you're 100% right about that too and it's like the thing that kills me is is that even myself I fall into the same trap where I say things like you know people on the left or leftists are stupid they're not stupid no, they're they're, not. they're hyper intelligent and in fact they're so intelligent that they figured out that like as they know, they're they they're the ones that are playing the 5D chess. We're mm-hmm. not playing the 5D chess. They're the ones that are just like, here's our pick. Yep. Here's our guy. Here's what we all agree in. And they all just charge they forward unite. as one. They unite with it, yeah. Very Look tribal. Case very- in point,
1: very- Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake was so anti-Trump. Now, far be it from me to remove somebody's ability to change their mind reverse course. DeSantis did it with COVID. I've done it with Trump. Many people always, I mean, either side. But it does it does make me question when you have someone like Carrie Lake that has went out there and just ruthlessly trashed Trump nonstop, like to the point where like she was calling him orange fat man, all kinds of stuff. And then really? you turn around, oh bro, the tweets are hilarious. If you go back, yeah, you go back and you look at these tweets. It's like, look, I'm not saying that you you don't have the right to change your mind. In fact, I'm all for it. It's like, but the reasoning behind this is what I question because now you see, wait. It's more lucrative to be in the Trump camp. I, I call these people, if you go back like to the Renaissance days and, and where kings and queens existed, and I love those period dramas, like the Tudors, all that, I love it. But human nature doesn't change. And what I mean by that is that when a king dies and you've got an heir or another, you got this, this dynamic of like, who do we support? People are going to say, well, who do we think is going to win? That's who we need to put our camp where our horses in that camp, because then we don't want to be on the losing side and not be in the king's yep. good graces. And it's the exact Correct. same thing in politics. I see that with Kerry Lake. I see it with a lot of people and it's just like, mm, you were just hammering this dude hard versus saying like, I was once a Trump fan. Now I'm not because of what Trump's done. Kerry Lake, I'm just like, hmm, I'm, I'm curious on that one. It's like all these people that were uh, like Cernovich. Cernovich is another one of these guys that, man, you flip flop more than a fish out of water. I wish you would just, and not necessarily based upon issues, but on the individual themselves. Like Cernovich is another one of these people that I find to be very um, intellectually dishonest that they loved DeSantis when he was governor of California. It's like, oh, it's the greatest thing out there. Like, DeSantis, is, he's, he's taking yeah. it to the culture war in Florida. And then DeSantis decides to run. Oh, my God, DeSantis is a racist Nazi. But was like, okay, stop this nonsense. Just stop. I can't stand this stuff. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. No, it is. it is. And, again, it comes back to the through line all the way through, which is the self-awareness. It's like – and here's the other thing, too, is that people kind of – sometimes chalk up their audience, I think incorrectly to being not as perceptive as they actually are. And it's like, they actually, they actually are very perceptive. It's just the ones that are the most tuned, aren't saying stuff. It's the people that are the easiest to move around that are, that are ripping the comments. I don't, I don't, I don't leave comments on almost anything. I leave, I leave one out of every thousand videos I watch, I'll leave a comment, but it's the people that are just flopping around that don't care. They're the ones that are leaving all these comments. So it's like, you can believe that they're not as as perceptive, but people are watching you lie and, or tell the truth or not tell the truth. And they may still follow you for any, for another purpose other than they just purely agree with you. And I think a lot of people are kind of missing that point. It's like, I follow a lot of people that I think are just wrong about a lot of stuff. Cause I want to see where they're at because I want to take the things that I think that are right. And I also want to know, it's like, you want to know your enemy and not even enemy. I just want to know all the perspectives. Otherwise my perspective is going to be limited.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. In order to, uh, I hate to phrase it, but understand your to to beat your opponent, you have to understand your opponent's perspective and then you can actually take the argument to the foundational beliefs they have and dissect it, break it down and prove them wrong. I've been down there where people say, why are you following this person? It's like, because I do want to hear what they have to say because, and that's why I I love having debates with the likes of like Destiny and all them out there. It's not that I agree with them on stuff, but they can also make good points as far as to why they believe what they believe. And it definitely makes you reevaluate your own position to say, okay, well, why is it that I believe this? Because he makes a good point there. So then it, it forces you, like you said, to show some introspect, have some cognizant ability to say, wait a minute, I need to educate more as to why I stand on this principle or why I don't. So I think it's it's a good question. Next article here, you're going to love this one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Uh, Screw your freedom. Uh, blast Democrats! They want to fuck up every city in America. Um, Democrats, excuse me. the The remark came uh, during a recent installment of Sirius XM's Liberty, uh, Liberty with Rob Lowe. When uh, when Lowe asked the 76 year old Terminator star and former Republican governor of California what it means to be a Republican and what it means to be a Democrat. Lowe led into the discussion by homing in on Republicans, nothing that former representative David Dreyer out of California characterized by party's platform as consistent of in no particular order, strong military, low taxes, less government, and more personal freedoms, noting there was one more he'd forgotten to mention. Uh, Strong law enforcement, Schwarzenegger chimed in. Um, Lowe shifted the discussion to the other side of the aisle, asking Schwarzenegger what it means to be a Democrat. He said, ruin your cities, he responded. That's what Democrats would say. We're about ruining cities. We want to fuck up every city in America. That seems to be the theme right now. Why is that, Low asked? He says, I have no idea. The positioning of Schwarzenegger, who during COVID, and I don't even know why people call this guy a Republican. He's not a Republican. But when this guy says things like, screw your freedom, he came under so much heat. But now that he's going to try and take the stance of like Democrats, the ones screwing it up, like, bro, you were a part of that equation. You had a lot to do with that.
0: Yeah. He was a big climate. He was a big climate guy as well in California to appease appease the people on the other side. Yeah. And during, there's a, there's a documentary about him. I think it's on Netflix that came out a few months ago and I watched it and the guy's life is, is absolutely fascinating. And it's like, I can agree with you on a lot of things and disagree with you on a lot of things. But he basically said while he was in office and they alluded to in the documentary, it's like he was he was friends with a lot of the people that he was pretending to be in fights with. And he's like, that's kind of the game of politics is you just play so that you can get the votes and get the get the um, get the public attention so you can get reelected. He literally flat out says it. And it's like, I do find it fascinating that people will have one take that's so counter to the remainder of their takes and their actions. And people will and people just casually forget all the other things that they did that was bad. I'm glad that he's saying that because that's correct. But it's like, you also did lots of bad things, my my dude. And then on top of it all, it's like, this guy also did a lot of scumbaggery to his family. (laughs) So it's like, that's kind of like something to weigh into the equation as well. I'm not saying that you're defined by that, but like, that's just like some high level scumbaggery type of stuff. So I don't know how much I'm going to take anything that you're going to say seriously, like respectfully, my friend, but (laughs) I don't know.
1: I think it's definitely become eye-opening to see where politicians are actually human beings. And now we, we basically have to say that our politicians have to live in class houses as they always have. To me, it's like, I don't care. I don't care about your personal life doesn't matter to me. You know, I mean, if, if people have problems with Schwarzenegger and they don't have problems with Trump in regards to infidelity, it's like, come on, man, let's be, let's be consistent in your hypocrisy, at least there. But, you know, and Trump, sure, Trump, by no means is like the perfect example. I don't care about that. I care more about where do you stand on policy? What am I getting out of this deal? So if people want to, you know, I get how a lot of conservatives um, that are very church going, God fearing people. And I, I fully respect that. But I get where they say we want a man of principle and conviction to lead us, a man that fears God. I completely get that. It makes sense to me. But I feel like the more important standard is that where they stand on certain political issues that I feel directly impact all of us. But And, and that's why I say, like, the guy could be a Jew. He could be a Catholic. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're making the correct choices that are constitutionally sound, that's all I really care about. But unfortunately you know we have all these politicians like lauren bobert giving hand jobs in movie theaters it's like oh my god it's like yeah that one probably should not have been doing that one so
0: well she's she that's the thing dude is that and i heard somebody give this take i forget who it was but they were just like if you just said hey i drank too much alcohol i made a mistake like I'm sorry. I'm a human being. Like, I I screwed up on this one. Mm -hmm. Everyone would have been like, okay. And not cared about it. But instead you're going to be like, you don't understand the complexities (laughs) of, of being in a divorce or whatever. It's like, no, we understand it. Just (laughs) say you drank. And then that's that. But, but, but that's the thing is that they always like, they'll like twist it and shake. That's what I'm saying about the perception. It's like, they think we're stupid so many of them think we're stupid. And even the people that are supposedly like the fighters for us, the people that I would consider to be generally speaking, like an outsider to some degree, like the Lauren Boberts, the, you know, the, the cog in the wheel, the independent voice of us, the mom that just got angry. It's like, well, well now you're doing the same thing. Yep. You're going to gaslight us instead of just being like, dude, I got a I got a messy divorce. I was drunk at the theater. The guy grabbed my, grabbed my, my Bob's. It's like, just, just say that. And we'll, we're fine with it. It's like, I thought it was even gonna- funnier,
1: though, that she's dating this dude who's a Democrat, which, again, if you want to date a Democrat, I'm, I'm not like, you can't date you him. Can't, no, I'm can't. Sorry, we can't mix the political races. No, that's fine. But then when that guy also owns a bar that hosts Drag Queen Story Hour, it's like, ah, uh, I mean... That's a little that's too far. Idea. Yeah, that's less than idea, especially if you're claiming to be a representative of the the more conservative right. But Lauren Boebert is also a theocrat. She does want a Christian-based government, which I'm in I'm I'm not in agreement with. I think there should be a separation of church and state, not for the sake of disagreeing with Christianity, but to protect Christianity as well as every other religion out there. But the Lauren Boeberts, I feel like that happens to a lot of politicians. They're like the Mavericks. They go into this thing like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean house. It's like that brand new fresh second lieutenant who joins the military. is like I'm gonna end this war to Afghanistan. Standard a week. It's like, sir, no, you're not. Shut up, sit down. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, these politicians go in there and they think you do the same thing. And then they start adopting these political um, dealings, if you will. Like, how do we deal with this? It's like, here's the deal. Just be honest. Like you just said, hey guys, I got drunk and I got handsy. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I'll, I'll work on doing better, man. That's all there is to say about it. And of course, I think a lot of these people try and make these statements to appeal to the left. So the left won't attack them so much. Don't worry about the left. They're going to attack you no matter what you could go out there. And uh, I I always tell this joke, Pope, the Pope and Trump are on a yacht, and they're out at sea, and they're just sailing along. The Pope's like, "I love your hat so much, your popiness." And a wind comes along and blows the Pope's hat off, and it blows into the water. And Trump's like, "Stand by, sir, I've got this." He jumps overboard, runs across the water, grabs the Pope's hat, runs back to the Pope, says, "Here you go, your holiness." Next day, the CNN headline reads, "Trump Can't Swim." It doesn't matter yeah. what you do. It doesn't matter. They're going to crucify you no matter what. So stop giving a damn what the left has to say to, about you. Instead, just be honest with your own voter base. And I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. How she handled it was stupid. She lied about it right off the bat. It's like, oh, I wasn't vaping. In the video, you were vaping around kids, around people. It's yep. very rude. It's, it's very rude. So she handled that in a very stupid manner.
0: The the other yes, I agree. And the, the other thing too is like you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? Yeah. So it's like they also a lot of these people will be like they're like family values or like yeah. get married yeah. young. And it's like the guy that says get married young is like cheating on his wife. The guy yeah. that the guy that says family values, love your family, is like is secretly closeted gay or whatever. The yeah. guy that says that, you know, the guy that says that drag queens so this this immorality to whatever and like she's dating like she's dating this dude. It's like I don't we don't care that you're doing that. Yeah. But you can't also but you can't also weaponize the fact that you're this somehow completely clean slate that's not in there. It's like if you're gonna say that, you better be- you better bet that that's gonna get thrown back in your face. Oh and yeah. It comes out that that's not the case. You don't have to be out there saying get married young. Yeah. You just you get married young. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. But then, I agree. But, but, I agree. And, yes. And don't. But but then don't throw it at people like they're somehow not doing it right. And then it comes out you cheat on your wife. It's like yeah, well, we don't want to call you out on that, but you have been out here saying that we're yeah. somehow doing something wrong. It's like, you can't you can't have both things. And I think that's a lot of the stuff that I see in politics is like, you can't say this and get all the benefit of it and then not have it clubbed against you if you break that. Why don't yeah. you just make it about us, the people, the policies, mm-hmm. the, the and the freedom of America? Let's just make it about America. Bro, let's I gotta, never, I gotta, let's I gotta, never talk about your life.
1: I got to ask your question here on this one. <laughs> I, I want to know if you're noticing this trend um, there are these conservative influencers, if you will, and they make and build this platform, and they're very attractive. And they build these platforms on. I'm waiting to find a good Christian man to wife me up and make me a housewife. Blah blah blah. But here's my hot takes on politics. So they they profess to be like these good conservative Christian women, but they're out there in these low cut tops, having their boobs hanging out, wearing this tight stuff, revealing everything about them. It's like, why don't you just do a conservative OnlyFans? Like you you know. And the reason I say this is because. They have this following built on the premise of how good looking they are, but their hot takes are complete shit. They're complete shit because, and that's not like just the disagreements. I don't see it this way. It's like this one girl who's gone viral, even Matt Walsh called her out. Oh, she says, I don't remember her name. She's a turning point ambassador, whatever that's worth. And she says, uh, you know, uh, all, all the neocons on the right want war. It wasn't 40 decapitated babies. There's no proof of this. And everybody's like, okay does it matter if they were burned or to get, they were still dead or no, it was the, it was the German lady in the back of the truck. She was saying that that wasn't her, this is fear mongering, the righteous wants war. And she's a conservative supposedly. And it's like, but that was someone's daughter. It doesn't matter if it's the one that you're claiming it is or isn't. But And then I go look at her page, and it's all, this, it's all these pictures of me, conservative, I'm good-looking, looking for that good Christian man. And then you come with these really, really ignorant hot takes. So it's kind of like people follow you for your looks, but not necessarily what you have to say, because what you say is complete garbage. I've noticed a trend in this. I've noticed a trend in a lot of women doing this.
0: I think it I- – And I, I agree. And I know what you're talking about. And, but I would say that it's not even just women. It's just people in general kind of going back to the last point that we just said, whereas Mm -hmm. it's like, you want the benefit of these things and you'll, and you'll, I guess for lack of a better word, exploit those things or Mm -hmm. utilize those things to your benefit but then you'll also but then you'll also do either the opposite of it or Mm -hmm. think that they're there for that reason when they're not if you had just done the one thing and stayed focused on that thing and not reaped the benefits of the other thing then i would be then i would take whatever you're saying more seriously but i do think that a lot of look i think a lot of things i think a lot of the things that it's almost like why I'm really thankful that my account didn't grow until I was older. I'm 36 now. My account started to grow when I was 33. I'm thankful that the takes mm. that I had when I was 23 mm. are on, on the internet. And yeah. not that they were necessarily bad, but I think that I would have... But yeah, I would you have, change.
1: You change as a person. Yeah, you grow.
0: You misunderstand, again the perceptiveness of the audience, you misunderstand their perceptiveness and that they can see you evolve. It's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like when, you know, when I, like, when I was in, when I was like a college age, it's like, if you see a girl, if you see a girl that never posts bikini photos, post all these bikini photos, it's like, she must've just broke up with her yep. boyfriend. Yep. It's like, it's like they, they Thirst don't trapping, know. Baby, stay away. There's trapping. Yeah, it's like, it's like we it's like I have the perception to know that that's mm-hmm. what you're doing, right? Or yeah. or whatever. So it's like they it's like people people think that it, they're they're serving themselves without people being able to recognize the context of it all. And yeah. I think that a lot of these I think a lot of these people are, are I'm glad you mean, said that. mean well, but yeah, but they just like I feel like they just don't realize the perceptiveness of the audience. And I think in a lot of ways they haven't matured to a level where they even yeah. recognize that that's what they're doing. So that's why to to come back to the point that i made before about the about the individual people i really try not to say and or go against individual people because i think that i can agree with you on 80% of things, 90% of things, but like you're not my enemy. And even though yeah. I may disagree with you, you're I almost don't even want you to be my target. So yeah. it's like insert person's name. It's like I'd rather not even say the name because I want to stay focused on the on the main thing. Even though mm-hmm. these are important things to talk about. That's why I really try not to say people's names, but I but I do know exactly what you're talking about.
1: See, I'm kind of the opposite in certain circumstances. I feel like in order yeah. for people <laughs> to uh, actually wake up and see when they're being played, Um, And I'm not, I'm not trying to, and I feel like a lot of audience. So, I mean, let me back up. You're behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff. You know, a lot of people, you talk to a lot of people, especially specifically in politics and stuff like that. So, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. I feel like a lot of people that follow accounts like yours. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that follow accounts like yours don't have that level of in-depth understanding of what's really going on. They're going to take you and say, you know, I want to listen to what you have to say to get a little education or to see what's going on in the news, you know, but then what I find is there's a lot of uh, people out there that are very intellectually dishonest. And I feel like people need to be that it needs to be called out. It needs to be saying like, look, you know, you, you did this, you did this, you're, you're countering what you were standing for. And I feel like without accountability, that type of behavior is only going to continue. And I feel like it really exacerbates the problem of number one, lies and bias slants. But I, I get your point. I mean, I, I am not knocking it. I Man, you can probably attract more flies with honey. I agree with that. Me, I'm just an asshole. I am just an asshole at heart. I don't like intellectually dishonest people. It bothers me regardless if they're Trump camp or just, I don't like that. Because I feel like it's one of my pet peeves when people come into there and they make bad faith arguments. It's like, we can have good faith discussions and debates. It is possible. I will I will concede when whoever it is that I'm going to vote for says something or does something stupid. Why, why can't we have that conversation? of conversation. But when you bring these people to the table that said, well, you know, Trump was the best pro two A president. No, he's not. Even Reagan wasn't a pro two A president. Like, let's uh, stop kidding ourselves with this. But that's where I stand. I, mean, I get your point though. I get your point.
0: I, dude, I, and this is the thing is like, you know, we're all learning, evolving, yeah. navigating our way through this. Yeah. I, a part of me, Thinks that 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 your strategy is the right strategy. Part of it thinks that my I don't I don't know. And the thing that I've just the thing that I've kind of recognized in myself is I'm like, if I do, this person point out, mm-hmm. I I have to then get in the weeds of that. Yeah. Good, bad, or di- it's like if I'm gonna call you out, I got then I gotta go deep. Now I gotta be deep diving on X person. Yeah. And to me, that was where I was like, I don't want to get distracted by it. And even though Fair I enough. do think I do think that you're you're right to do that, and I do think that that's a good thing it's like you and I can both be advancing towards the target and mm-hmm. I could be the, I could be the sniper and you could be the guy on, you could be the guy that's up in the front and mm-hmm. we're both equally as significant with yeah. very separate jobs. And oh, I yeah. think that that's, that's kind of like what I look at it as. I'm like, you know what? I see lots of people getting in the weeds of look at this person, look at this person. And I'm, I'm for that to an extent. It's just not the thing that I want to spend my time nothing on. Wrong,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing so, wrong. Everybody has their own approach. And I think that's also why you cultivate certain audiences. Some people, um, like Alex Stein, like you go look at his audience, you look at your audience, you look at, for example, Drano's audience. You can definitely see that there is a massive dip, diff- maybe not a massive, but you can definitely see a difference in how people think, how people act. So I think everybody kind of plays the role in this whole thing as far as advancing the movement. If you can even call it a movement, I don't know what you would call it these days, Yeah. but and I'm not, yeah, I would never knock somebody's way of how they go about bringing issues to the forefront. But to me, I'm a petty asshole. I really, <laughs> I'm a petty asshole.
0: <laughs> I can't hey, help myself sometimes. And, and d- But that's a, and and look, that's the thing that works. That's the thing that works for you. And that's the thing that you, that you can do probably better than other people. And that's the thing that comes naturally to you. And that's important. Look, there's, there's certain things that insert X influencer does that. I'm like, Oh my God, I would never do that. And there's other things that they do where I'm like, you know what? I understand why they do that, but I wouldn't do it. So it's like, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Am I glad that it exists? maybe maybe not but it's like i think the beauty the beauty of all this stuff the the movement as it were is that we can each take just a couple of pieces from yep. each individual person and collectively come to the right conclusion. And we don't have to like everything that everybody says. Oh, and everybody it. doesn't need to like what I have to say. It's just like, I just want you to take my angle and keep it in your big pile of, of thoughts and use that to formulate whatever your angle is. And chances are, we're actually both right. And yeah. the other thing that's that's probably a, a strange and or weird and or maybe um, counterintuitive thought is that, I don't necessarily believe that everybody on the right or even the majority of people on the right are inherently bad or that they yeah. don't like america i think a lot of them actually do and i think that you know me on a the lot left the, or the right on the left oh, okay. on the left and yeah. i i, oh, I it's agree like, yeah it's horseshoe like, theory it's horseshoe these, theory yeah it's like i follow these people and it's like i think that you're wrong but i get how you're like, how you got there. Like there's this one guy that I follow that talks about economic stuff and he's always blaming rich people and capitalism and all this stuff for all these injustices. And it's like the injustices are true and capitalists in some cases are bad, but you're missing the part where that, that that environment is fostered by the politicians that you like. So it's like, you just don't understand the full scope of the picture and yeah. you're very mad and emotional. And it's like, I believe that your intentions are good, I just think that you're wrong. And right, I think right. that the, a lot of the times that, that that's why, again, I, mm-hmm. I try not to look at the, the people and I try to focus more on the policies because I do generally think that the vast majority of people actually do have the right interest at heart. They just may be slightly misguided or see it different than me. And it's like, I just want them to try to see it in the way that I see it. And that's the best that I can do. But I don't necessarily think inherently that anybody on either side necessarily, you know, has malintent. Some people certainly do in in both sides of it, but I would wager that the vast majority of people don't. Some people are just misinformed or misguided Mm -hmm. about like the root cause of something. They don't understand why it's happening. They're just mad at something. And like, and here's these other people that are like, be mad at this. This is what it is when it's it's not.
1: Yeah. And then the younger generation specifically, they definitely want to feel a part of something. They want to feel like they're fighting for something, a just cause, a noble worthy cause. I can't fault leftists for doing that. The right does it as well. And I emphatically mm-hmm. agree with that. Like, for example, uh, healthcare, you know, a lot of conservatives will not come out there and say, you know, the healthcare system isn't broken. It's like, yes, it is. Yes, it yes. is. And while mm-hmm. the left will blame greedy corporatists, it's like, well, well, so what incentivized those greedy corporatists? It was the government. So it's kind of like, yes. I agree with you. It's like, you have to show full scope, but a lot of people yep. specifically on the left, they don't want to see it to that level. But it's like, I get that their, their, their beliefs it's I I do think that they are altruistic to a degree. And then there's certain issues that we are not going to agree on, such as abortion and things like that. But I think overall, like when you, when you have these discussions with these people on the opposite side of the the political aisle, you will find that when you take the ad hom, the energy, the vitriol, all this stuff, when you pull that out of the equation and you actually have a good sit down conversation, you will find that I think you will agree with a lot more than you realize on certain controversial issues, you're not going to agree, but that's okay. That that's perfectly fine. Because for me, it's like yep. live and let live. If that's the way you see it, by all means. If you don't, if you don't believe in gay marriage, don't marry a dude. Fair enough. I agree with that. But unfortunately, it doesn't always. That's not always the case with a lot of people. Next article on this one, yeah. oh, man. This one's interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. No. I I think that I I think that that's important to remember because you know. I pay attention to a lot of leftist accounts because I want to know their perspective. And the one thing that kind of threw me um, at the very beginning of this whole project was when they're just like, they're like, "I love America and I want this country to be better." And I'm like, I, I believe them. I really do believe that they do love America, and I do think, generally speaking, that they want the best for it. But kind of like like you had just alluded to with the healthcare stuff, it's like, I believe that healthcare should be a human right in theory if i didn't understand that actually a capitalistic healthcare system actually would be better and you would get better care as a result but people don't have the depth of understanding to know the difference which is why most people start out as progressive Democrats and end up as conservative Republicans because they don't understand the nuance. It's like, when I didn't pay a lot of taxes, I didn't get it. When I was 18, I was as, I was pro Democrat as you could be pro Democrat. I'm like, how could anybody they paint the right as such a bad thing, but the rights problem again, the, the rights problem is, they don't take the time to communicate the depth of knowledge they're just like you'll get it one day which yeah. i understand i understand that position i really do but i think that that's where people like us people like me can really be a helpful bridge because it's like instead of me just saying these young kids are stupid i'm going to be like look this is the depth of understanding that you're missing how do i how do i meet you where you're at yeah. and say i'm going to give you like an in- like a entertaining nugget that's going to maybe maybe have you be like wait maybe this guy has a point point. And, mm-hmm. and i think that that's the that's the missing bridge between conservatism republicanism whatever you want to call it libertarianism and the youth is that they just don't have the depth of knowledge. And it's not, and instead of blaming them, we have to blame ourselves. It's a communications issue that if we could get better at communicating and articulating these ideas in a way that they can process and understand more of them would be on our side instead of just being like, isn't Sam Smith, a fat loser. It's like, who gives a shit about Sam Smith? Yeah. He's doing weird, creepy, like creepazoid, demon-y things. And that's great. Like I I wish that he wouldn't do that, but it's like, is this really where we're going to focus but the attention today, it's like, Sam Smith's is a demon. It's like, yeah, but what about these other 5,000 things that we could actually, actually meet them where they are and, and give them something mm-hmm. cultural that they could actually like? Instead of just saying Sam Smith is bad, it's like, well, here's this guy. Here's another thing that you could like. Here's Tom McDonald or whatever else.
1: Mm. Do you feel like maybe that's a, a large reason why, you know, platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, try and shut down a lot of right-leaning voices to prevent such debates from occurring to opening up the youth's minds? Because let's be honest, it's a battle over the soul of Gen Z and the younger millennials because that that's the next generation moving up. Gen X is taking their place right now, but right behind them are millennials. I feel like a lot of this stuff has been shut down by these platforms because they know the arguments being made by the left, specifically during COVID. Like I had almost 300-something thousand on YouTube, bump they, they bombed me. They nuked me because of COVID misinformation, which I never came out and said that like this, the shot is it. Uh, I was just saying like, Hey, I believe it's your right to do what you want to do. I don't believe it should be forced on people, but there will be Guinea pigs. They nuked me. I was like, there's a reason they knew they don't like yeah. voices going out there that actually make good, hard hitting points by saying, Hey, um, it should be freedom to choose. And I feel like what you just said, it, you make some good points there. It's just that unfortunately, a lot of these platforms are not going to allow for these types of discussions to be had because it's like, well, we don't want to debate with a Nazi. It's like, okay, well, here we go. You know,
0: (laughs) I think it's a combination of multiple things. And I think that, that, I think that, uh, again, you know, the, the, the misconception that a lot of people have is that, is that it's very it's very black and white, it's very simple when it actually it's very complicated. I would wager that it's a combination of a multitude of things. And I would say at the very top of it all is actually is actually finance financially driven, more so than ideological yeah. or suppressing a voice driven. It's like if if let's just use let's use Google, YouTube as as the main example. If you have a thousand advertisers and and nine hundred of those advertisers happen to be left leaning and start chirping you about removing their whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, do you even have a choice? Are you gonna choose the are you as a business with shareholders, are you going to make the altruistic ideologically correct? I care about the world decision, or are you going to make the financially driven decision? And I think that that's kind of the, the hard nose aspect of capitalism that people dislike is that it's like, it's like inhuman, you act in the benefit of the balance sheet, not the, not the ideals because different people have different views. I would wager that if nine out of 10 people, if nine out of 10 corporations say, we're going to take your money away. Well, their logic could be, well, we don't exist then. If, if we don't have advertisers, we don't exist. Is mm-hmm. it better to have no platform at all and, 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 and stand on some theoretical high ground based on our view? Or do we just appease the way that the water is flowing? And I think that it's a combination of those two things at the same time. And I think that a lot of times they're making financial decisions more so than suppressing certain voices decisions. Although I do think that the two things can be true at the same time. Oh, I just think that a lot of 100%. these major corporations <clears throat> are it's like who sits at the top of those those are the ones that are making the decision it's like when it gets down to a youtube or whoever and don't get me wrong they have a seat at the proverbial table yeah but it's like once it gets to that point i don't know that youtube is like suppress this (laughs) oh yeah i think that they're just like well this the cdc is gonna give us x dollars and whatever the government and the cdc are the same thing if the government imposes some tax you know they can make our life really difficult are we gonna are we gonna fight the tidal wave are we gonna say you know what we're a platform we're gonna go on the base on the balance sheet and even though they're gonna chirp and say whatever we're not gonna lose the nine out of ten advertisers and i think that that has outsized influence more so than than the like ruined oh, yeah. society uh, aspect oh, yeah. of it does. <laughs> I think
1: a lot of that also comes into the fact that people make a statement akin to another statement. What I mean by that is like the uh, the great adpocalypse of Google under PewDiePie. Uh, people forget about this. I'm not sure if you're, you're aware of this one. When PewDiePie literally, um, I forget which program he used. He got some black people uh, over in Africa to hold up a sign saying something about uh, the hated Jews. I, I forget what it was. And essentially that aired on PewDiePie's channel and caused massive outrage to the point where advertisers started telling Google, we're going to pull our ads because our ad appeared on that video and it makes it look like we support said statement that PewDiePie PewDiePie was just trolling. And that set off a a chain domino reaction to where platforms like YouTube and Facebook go, crap, we really have to start censoring these voices and they're going to go with the majority and the majority of them out there. A lot of these advertisers, they pander to the left. They are hardcore panderers to the left. We saw Target, Walmart, Amazon. These are all leftist-based platforms. So when a lot of these people, Johnson & Johnson, Google, when they start putting their ad money where their mouth is saying like, look, unless you start, you know, getting rid of the stuff, we're going to pull our ads. What choice does a platform have? So yeah, you're left between the ideological right or the fiscal right. And I feel like Elon got a good taste of that when yep. he took over Twitter that you had a lot of these ad people pull their ads but to me, it's like, give it time, make the make the platform better. I know that you're definitely um, on the crunch because, you know, you got to start making this thing pay. But if you get more people on a platform that doesn't have as restrictive Censorship or terms of services. Because let's be honest, there's not going to be a single social media platform that does not have terms of services. I don't want to be on a platform where I'm subjected to child pornography. I don't want to see it. I think it should be illegal. It should not even be on there or pornography for that matter. I don't understand how pornography is legal on Twitter, but you can't talk about certain things or have certain word combinations to get you flagged. So Elon got a very big taste of that to where you law. I think they said they brought back like seven out of the major 10 advertisers that originally threatened to drop them. But on the same at the same same time, I feel like you could definitely counterbalance this by opening up advertisements to people that normally don't aren't allowed. For example, the gun industry. The gun industry is so lucrative. Uh, for me, CBD, like, my God, getting CBD ads on any of these platforms, it's impossible. It is impossible. Open up your ad revenue to other companies that aren't just left-leaning and counterbalance it. And then you've got a platform that actually has a good fiscal balance sheet. Now, of course, you know, you're gonna have those people that are gonna pull out no matter what, because you know, if you host these gun people, they're Nazis, we're not gonna be on these platforms. But that's unfortunately that's that's the situation that you're gonna face when you when you put yourself in that position of we've gotta adhere to what advertisers want versus what the users want. And I think that if you find a good, happy medium you'll see it excel and I think that's what Twitter's doing but I still think that Elon um, makes some really poor decisions out there. I don't see Twitter as a bastion of free speech like it claims it is. And of course, even making that claim to begin with was highly um untruthful. There's no such thing as free speech on social media. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, you know, and I think that I think that you know, people have these mixed feelings about Elon, but I the way that I see it is, you know, imagine if he didn't do it and mm. I would say that, you know, objectively, he's probably done more for conservatism than most Republican politicians have done mm. in the last two years. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like, even though imperfect, you know, good thing that he did that. And I think that, you know, at the very least... Over time, these things will continue to play out, and it's obviously an extremely complicated and convoluted uh, process for him to weed all of these things wow. out. But I'm. I'm but then, when you turn thankful. around and you
1: make a CEO from WEF, it's like, ah, uh, what the hell are you doing? Yep.
0: Right. That's that's where that's where it's it's hard to understand. But at the same time, you know, I think that, you know, in times of in in times of uh it's like it won't matter till it really matters right and it, even though it is imperfect now and certainly there's there's reason to question that higher among other things it's going to be imperfect you know come next election we're going to really see what twitter can do and i yeah. think that that's i think that that is it's one of those things where it's like i'm thankful it's moving there I don't trust everything. Mm. I'm certainly glad it's there because it'd be better than if it wasn't. And I was very anti Twitter when Parag Agrawal or whatever the last CEO's name was literally said like, it's not our job to, to, to support free speech. I was like, I'm not going to give them my, I'm not posting here. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to give you my post. Now I was posting in other platforms that I disagree with, but that one was so blatant to me that I was like, screw that. But now I'm happy to pay the $8 a month to Twitter because Mm -hmm. even though it's imperfect, I'm certainly glad it exists versus if it didn't.
1: I agree, especially on uh, these other platforms that are still censoring to the level of what Facebook, Facebook especially, which has just been, I like Facebook to me feels like it's dying at a very high rate. I had to go into the other day and I I still post, I have like 30,000 followers on account, but it gets shadow banned so hard and I'll go in there now and it's just, I'm inundated with suggested for you and it's all leftist stuff. And I wasn't yeah. even looking for it. You know, I wasn't talking about it. And I'm like, bro, I'm I'm tired of this propaganda. I'm tired of the stuff being shoved down our throats of saying, you know, when you put it in front of people so much, they start to kind of like open their eyes like, well, let me look into this. It's like, look, if I'm not looking for it, I don't want to see it on my timeline. And the ads on there are just, it's out of control. But that's uh, to me another yeah. sign that Facebook is hemorrhaging money because people are, they're just, they're, they're tired of it. They're fed up with it. I
0: think that, I think that the... I I think that when you're talking about something that's at such a scale, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to differentiate our own beliefs Mm. versus that thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, it's like, it's like TikTok. When I look at TikTok, I'll be swiping through and it'll like put you on a live stream every Mm -hmm. once in a while. And I'll get live streams that it'll be like post-op, you know, it'll be like post-op female, you know, ask me questions. And I'm just like, how, how, how did I even? How did it he get here? And part of me is like, it, it's it's frustrating that they would suggest these things, but at the same time, I don't necessarily only think that it's always pushed. I think that we have to also chalk a little bit of this stuff up to uh, to society collectively. Oh yeah, yeah. M- more so than an individual thumb on the scale, and and say that like, generally speaking, society is very. Uh, is very poisoned in a Mm. lot of ways in the same way where it's like, it's like, it's easy to say, if I watch the news, everything on the news is negative and it's murder, you know? And it's like, this guy shot this guy. And it's like, is it the news's fault or is it our fault that that's what we watch? So it's just like, who, who really is at fault because they're playing the game of you. People love drama.
1: They love the negativity. The news and the rest of them are playing upon the basis of human emotion. Why do you think yeah. trash TV like the Kardashians did so well for so long? Because people that's feel right. good about themselves. They feel good about themselves yes. when you watch these people whose lives are, number one, so outlandish. Or that's why I think Jersey Shore was so popular. It was like these people, you look at you're just like, wow. That's why I feel like reality television is just like trash television. But I'll also catch an episode and I'll find myself sitting down and watching because it's just like, I hate to admit myself, it's interesting in a, in a very... Um, oh God, I don't even know how you describe it. It's like, you feel shame. I feel shame after I get done (laughs) watching it. It's like, I need to go take a shower, maybe say a few prayers, but it's like, but why do I watch? Because I think instinctively humans are drawn to that. And that's going to require a change of mind, a change of perspective in how we think and how we view things. And good luck doing that to a society. Good luck doing that to a Western society where we become so hedonistic Nobody cares. It's all pleasure based. It's all feeding into the instant gratification and desires, you know, and that's why I feel like it's never going to change. All the individuals can do is number one, when people talk about like specifically say like Twitter or Instagram, all I get is this negative stuff. Well, who are you following? You know, that's right. and I tell people, it's like, bro, I had to unfollow you. It's just a lot of negativity. It's like, dude, I don't blame you. I wouldn't follow me either. It's like what we do here, it's very negatively based. There's nothing really positive that comes out of this, but you still have to be in the know on certain things. So it's like, yeah, I don't blame people for not wanting to adhere to or not want to have that on their, their timelines or wanting to be a part of that. It makes perfect sense to me.
0: Well, it's like, it's like when you watch – it's like – if you watch reality TV or even just whatever trash television yeah. and sometimes I'll be sitting there, I'll be like, Oh my God. Like I can't believe that dude said that. It's like, yeah. it's almost kind of funny watching a person just like drop a bomb in a situation and then you can turn it off and you're like, man, glad that, <laughs> glad that wasn't. It's, it's kind of like yeah. when you watch a horror movie, you ever watch a horror movie and you, and you like, you feel the the fear like shake through you, even just like a jump, a jump yeah. scare. And you're like, Oh, it, it makes you feel like a real thing. And sometimes with, 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 I think trash Crash TV. And even now it's like, it's bled into just society in general. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. That's insane. And then you're just like, (laughs) Beep. <laughs> and then you're in, and then you're in your house, and you're like, all right, I'm good. It's it's like you you like you like dropping the grenade in there and just watching it go off and be like, it's not my, not
1: absolutely, my house. It's it's like watching the tornado tear like tear through the trailer, but it's like, oh, that sucks, but it's so cool. It's like I feel bad for feeling yeah. that way sometimes. It's so, like, yeah, that is, it's yep. horrible. You shouldn't, but at the same time, I watch stuff like you. T- it's funny you mentioned TikTok. I get the same stuff like post op trans. Like I don't want to see this shit. I just block them. But then you'll also see. Uh, you, see, you know this NPC trend. Have you seen this? Yeah. So yes. for those that don't know what the NPC yes. trend is, an NPC I get is a those non- those Bro, an NPC is a non-playable character in a game. So if you play like a World of Warcraft, it's the quest giver or whoever. They're just, they're non-playable characters that are just there for decoration. But they always act a certain way. They do the same thing over and over and over again. Well, there's this NPC trend on TikTok. And I think it brings out the dumbest of our society. And what these people do is they sit there and they act like an NPC until you send them like a rose, which is money. It's like, Ooh, thank you for the rose. And they'll just sit there doing this. But now as a result of this trend, you have these NPC trend people doing this on the streets of New York. Like, out downtown Manhattan, these oh. dudes, these clowns are sitting there with a a phone propped up against a light pole at an intersection where people are doing their day-to-day commute. And, like, ooh, thank you for the rose. Ooh. And can you imagine walking by and you just see this? Like, this is what society has come to. You are begging for money on TikTok by acting like a complete fool. That. Go out and get a job, you bum. Go get a job. But, but. Why are they doing it? Because people are dumb enough to watch and give them money. So it's realistically our own fault that these morons are capitalizing on it. So it's, it's, yeah, it is what it is.
0: That is, I, dude, I I like love that so much. Cause it's like the second hit, you get the secondhand embarrassment where you're watching just be like, how could a person do that? <laughs> I will say that it's, it's, it's kind of no, like, dude, you have for? you ever been in, have you ever yeah, it's like don't hate the player hate the game. Have you ever seen have you ever been like in like a town square or something or or like in a public area and oh, you here just kind of look yeah. around and you're like this you're like this is the metaverse. Like 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 a engagement couple is taking photos and like man rides by on bicycle and then like <laughs> like small small asian woman and like tall mexican guy walk by and you're like how are these two people like why are why are these people walking next it's to like each a other Truman and show. you're just like this is yeah, like, this is a video game. And yeah. Like, And, and at, at the end of it all, I, I, it's like, as even though stuff is so negative and bad, I'm like, this is hilarious. And even yeah. though there's so many bad things in the world, I'm certainly glad that I'm here for this because it certainly is better than nothingness. And it's almost like, it's almost like if the world was a simulation and you were to actually place yourself in this, which I think is actually highly probable that we chose this. It's mm-hmm. like, wouldn't you want something that was confusing and challenging and had highs and lows and that yeah. was difficult and strenuous but also had the, you know, the greatest of, of possibilities? It's like, this is a good thing. and And that's why the one thing that makes me sad is that people want to get out of it, that people want to commit suicide or that people want to yeah. end it. It's like, I wish that we could just as despite all this bad stuff recognize that this is still real great and even though we even though people like us maybe perhaps will highlight things that are bad because we want to change them for the better Mm -hmm. i do hope that that despite these messages we can all remember that this is real lit and it's real awesome (laughs) the the fact that we're even here is just super like dope. I'm just I'm just glad to be alive. I hope everybody else feels like that. I, as well I this saw night night
1: this day. one guy on TikTok, uh, and I am ashamed that I even recognize this guy. I've seen his stuff a lot. He lives in a trailer and he's very obese. His whole family's obese, they're backwoods, very poorly educated, they don't take care of themselves. And they just, they basically go on TikTok and they just sit there and talk with people. They don't go out and get jobs and people donate to this and they incentivize yeah. this lazy yeah. behavior. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, you know, I really feel a culture plays a massive issue into how someone could have any self-respect, any self-respect to sit there and put themselves in that position to have to act like that in order to get money to pay for your, your lifestyle because you're too lazy to go out there and get a job and i'm just like the only people that we can blame on this one it's the people that give the money it's society at large so you and you are right there you know it is it's an interesting time to be alive cuz could you imagine going back to like the days of like socrates teaching on the agora uh, you know in like in athens and stuff like that it's like look bro i know you're like you're you're the, the creator of the socratic method But you're never going to believe me when I tell you this in the future, dudes are going to chop off their dicks and call themselves women. He's like, no way. He's like, bro, I'm telling you, like, it's insane. But and you're right. It's a very interesting time to be alive in. But I have never seen it as bad as I've seen it now in regards to the incessant just insanity that is gripping people. Uh, across the world, just a crow. But there's a lot of good too. There is a lot of good. It's just that the news doesn't focus on it because it doesn't make them money. People don't want to click on an article that says fireman rescue or fireman rescue cat from tree. Most people are like, yeah, well, what color was the cat and what color were the firemen? We have racism. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Well, I th- I think that there you know I kind of believe in um, I kind of believe in duality you know yin mm. and yang it's mm. like there's an equal amount of bad bad to good or whatever it's like mm-hmm. social media you could say social media is bad and you could list a thousand reasons why it's bad and you could also say that it's good and list a thousand reasons that it's good yeah. and it's like it's yin and yang it's yeah. duality it's like with all the increased communication and awareness to these yeah. things it also breeds you know thousand pound sisters or whatever or NBC street person or, or whatever so it's like I, I try to i try to look at it as like it's a duality and and the yeah. more insane things that i see it actually means that more positive things are happening on the flip that we may not be as privy to and one thing that like social media for example has done for me And it bugs me kind of when people will say that social media is just bad and we should ban it or whatever. It's like I've met so many cool people that I would have never had the ability to meet all around the world that that I've connected with on a level that a lot of the people in my immediate uh, geographical area haven't reached. And I was talking to a friend of mine that lives in Australia, like at the very beginning of my account, and I was kind of frustrated because I was losing friends that live nearby me. And she said something that I thought was so profound. She's like, yeah, but you're gaining friends around the entire world as a result. And she's like, and now what you don't have right next to you, like that will eventually come back, but you're picking up all these high tier operators around the world. And like, I really appreciate my friendship with this girl. I never met her in real life. She lives in Australia. And it's like, this is a beautiful soul that without social media and not even just social media, speaking the truth into it, that would have you'll, never happened. You'll
1: attract happen. that to you hundred yeah, percent. I, I agree with you. I agree. I think social media, yeah, there is a lot of bad, hundred percent. There's a lot of bad and there also is a lot of good, but ultimately it comes down to what do you, the individual look for? Well, like what yeah. do you look for? That's what I tell mm-hmm. people It's like, look, if these things are stressing you out, who are you following? Maybe unfollow those yeah. people. I mean, I get it. I get it, Yep, bro. We're coming up on almost two hours. Uh, I gotta, we, I gotta bounce because you know, I got, I got other stuff to do. And honestly, uh, I love everything you said. And plus the other Thanks, thing bro. is I, I try to keep it to an hour, an hour and a half because people tend to tune out. But sure. that being said, where can everybody find you at?
0: Followbobby.com has all my links. Followbobby.com. That's that's where you can find everything.
1: Followbobby.com. Followbobby.com
0: has got my Instagram, I, TikTok, everything.
1: I'm glad I finally got to sit down and have this conversation with you. Because like I said, I had to refollow you. I was like, I forgot that I didn't even follow this guy anymore because I get banned so much. And then your stuff starts hitting my timeline. I'm like, this dude gets it. I was like, this dude gets it. I love your content. I love the stuff that you put out there. You're not a, you don't hold back. And I do respect that. And people, even if you said stuff I disagree with, it's like, I can still respect the fact that you got balls enough to come out there and stand by your convictions where a lot of people don't, a lot of people will not do that.
0: Yeah. Likewise, man. I appreciate it so much. And thanks. This has been a good talk. I enjoyed I enjoyed the pod. And it's funny. It's like you go on a lot of these things and sometimes it's like very one-sided. It's like the show is the guest and that's mm. it. But I felt like this has been a real good back and forth conversation. I enjoyed it very much. I appreciate I it. I like doing,
1: know. I need to start doing this more because yeah, I feel like when you focus so much on the guest itself, you don't really get to, I, well, I like doing the articles because I love getting the opinions of the yeah. guests. And the other thing is like, um, I need to get Andy back on the show. And the reason I love Andy so much is he and I will fucking go at it. Like he texts me and we just go back and forth and <laughs> we just, like he's the one dude who's like, bro, sometimes like, I just want to choke the fuck out of you. I was like, yeah, cause I'm not going to kiss your ass. Like I disagree with you on a lot of shit, but Andy is one of those people that will actually come to the table and defend his stance and have the balls to stand up and say what he actually means. And I can respect that about the man. We're not gonna agree on everything and nor should we, nor should we, but I can always yep. respect picking someone's brain and them not feeding me a line that they think I want to hear versus what they actually believe. Cause people like that, um, like I hold handy in high, high regards because like I said, people like yourself, you're not going to give me what, you think I want to hear to appease to an audience. And that will also help cultivate your following by them saying like, look, this guy says things I don't agree with, but he does stand on conviction. He does stand on principle and he explains why he stands on that. I can respect that. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't appreciate these days. And so it's refreshing to have people like you on here to actually say like, you know, this is what I see. And you bring a lot of good points to the thing that, um, to the table that I I really do appreciate. I like the yin and yang. I like those examples. Those are great examples.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the whole, you know, again to to go back to Andy, it's like I respect the hell out of Andy. And he's one of those people that I respect more and more as time goes on. Because yeah. you appreciate the consistency and the sticking and the conviction, disagree yeah. or not. Yeah. And I think that I think if I wish more people would take into consideration the will this age well, do I will I stand uh-huh. behind this 36 months from now? And I think if more people really thought about that and really understood the perceptiveness of their audience. I yeah. think a lot of people are burying themselves by oh, being yeah. l- like with what's happening now. And it's like, yeah. let's just, let's just frame it out for just a second. It's yeah. like if you've been very Donny and then Donnie loses again, are you just gonna say they cheated for the rest of time? Uh, because oh God, whether yeah. they did it, it's like it's like, let's like, are you saying things that will age well? I just hope that more people are paid attention to that. But yeah, man, very great conversation.
1: Brother, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: My pleasure, man.
1: Be safe, my man. All
0: right, brother. Thanks.
1: Well, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast, folks. Hey, don't forget to go leave us a good review over on iTunes. It definitely helps out the podcast a lot more than you realize. You guys are the reason why we do this. We appreciate everything you do for us. Also, go check out shellshockcbd.com. What are you waiting for? Go support a veteran-owned company that loves America, loves freedom, loves liberty. and everything else out there so until tomorrow and don't forget alex stein tonight 6 p.m over on his channel until tomorrow you stay savage america